dropped the subject. The all-new Channel Q, another day begins, at least for us. Hopefully you've been up for a little bit, or if you're just waking up, boy, are we jealous. Uh, that is Allie right there, Kevin right here, the show called Drop the Subject, fastly becoming not the least popular show on Channel Q, which has always been our goal. Thanks for supporting us on the socials at DTS. Stands for Drop the Subject Show, DTS Show, or We Are Channel Q. You can interact with us starting immediately now at 833-77-CALL-Q. Today, as you know, is Tuesday, which means we got Just the Tip Tuesday coming up. I think we're going to help you survive the upcoming and impending zombie apocalypse. Yes, I think it's about using the skills that you have as a human being to your best advantage to survive. It's kind of like prison. You have to learn your skill. And zombies, uh, they don't care if you're a gay, straight. I mean, you talk about it like uh, zombies. <laughs> they are, are very accepting. Yeah. Very accepting. They brains not, are brains. They do not see color. They do not see race. They do not see religion. They do not see sexual preference. <laughs> they just see brains. So if you got blonde hair, you're safe. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Of course, I love blondes. I'm married to a blonde. Uh, she's not real. But, she's not a real blonde, well, though. You never know, really. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Kevin. Maybe it has out. an effect on her, though. It, it, I think it, after a while, I think all that bleach has an effect on somebody. Uh, anyway, she, I'm sure would be thrilled we started the show talking about her fake hair. Uh, she's she not listening. Spent a lot of time uh, making to look that way. Regardless, uh, I'm a straight guy that's a gay lady. We talk about some things, and hopefully you interact with the conversation, which is why we're here on the all-new Channel Q. Thanks for checking us out. And, uh, of course, if you're one of the new cities that just got us, hey, it's good to have you on board and if you're someone who's been with us from the very beginning a long long three months ago or whenever we started doing this thing it's good to have you back oh geez uh let's talk about probably the biggest story that is affecting us all right now even if you have no intention of leaving the planet to travel to the moon or to mars or or even just orbiting around that space station or something there is uh there is a health scare that is affecting um I guess affecting us all, really, because we're going to talk about it now. Uh, it is called, in two words, Allie... Space herpes. Not to be confused with Allie's condition, Earth herpes. No, no. Which, I never have publicly said that I have herpes. Well, you haven't said Kevin. you had it, but you also have not denied that you have it. And, uh, you know, herpes is something you have forever. So the good news now is it's not going to keep you out of the space program, apparently. <laughs> uh, what is space herpes, and why are we not afraid anymore of giant asteroids uh, coming to destroy us all? Now, space herpes appear to be the biggest threat coming from outside of our own atmosphere. A whole different eyesore. Yeah. Uh, I when I read this, I thought that it was because people were sharing spacesuits and contracting herpes. Look, spacesuits are very expensive, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that train in them, and not everyone gets to go into space. So all you need is one person who got a little bit uh, loosey goosey at space camp. Yeah. And next thing you know, everyone's got <laughs> space herpes. Space camp is where it happens. It's I all, mean, it all begins there. Uh, no, apparently, space flight is activating herpes. <laughs> herpes activate. Uh, in astronauts and I guess it's because on on both long and short term space flight missions astronauts they are exposed to things like zero gravity and radiation and things like that and uh, taking off and re-entering the planet is stressful on the body so not only does it alter and screw up their circadian rhythm and their sleep cycles but it also awakens dormant viruses like herp Oh, and so, other things, and like shingles and chickenpox. So, so you okay. can it can come back. And space chickenpox does not have the same <laughs> ring to it as space herpes, for starters. So I mean, I space chicken, cool. Space yeah. chickenpox, boring. I understand why they've gone with space herpes as the, uh, <laughs> as the title. As the title, but what a great excuse! It, let's just say you have uh, some herpes, and I think a, a high percentage of the population does. I think uh, one in four now. Yeah. All right. Well, keep Ali. Ali's always updated oh, on those stats. For someone us. who does not have herpes, <laughs> boy, is she always well aware of exactly how many people in the room have it regardless think about, i can have a great life with herpes yeah, Kevin. i was always kayaking and throwing footballs through tires doing everything from the herpes it doesn't commercials own me but here's the thing what a great story to have if for some reason because that is embarrassing even when you get the occasional pimple that happens to be on your lip or maybe it's not a herpes but it looks like one if you can just say hey look i I know you think astronauts. I'm, I know you think I'm, I'm filthy, but I was just re-entering the atmosphere yesterday, and uh, this thing popped up out of nowhere. How yeah. embarrassing! So if you're cheating, you don't have to, uh, and you contract herpes, even if it's full-blown herpes. You can just say it was the space, babe. It was the space. The space yeah. activated my herpes. It's the space all over my face. <laughs> so uh, that is a new thing now that is happening, and these astronauts or anyone, it, listen, it's not the kind of thing that a lot of people are going to have to experience. I think you either have to be in the space program or you have to be one of these people that's going to shell out, I think it's $300,000 if you want to travel 
either in, I think there's a few billionaires that are doing space things, right? There's the thing Richard Branson's doing, and then there's also the thing Elon Musk is working on, And right? there's like a Tesla floating around up there, too. Right. So I don't know what the, I think they've taken weird objects and putting them in space. I think that's a new billionaire fetish. Yeah, I would think if you have that kind of money where you're buying for, if paying for a flight to space and you, you're afraid the herpes that you got in college are going to come back and uh, <laughs> maybe, you know, you spend a little bit of money on, on figuring out the uh, the cure for the herp, which... I don't think there is one, right? Al, you would know. Uh, n- no, Kevin. What does your insurance uh, cover? Like, <laughs> they cover my medication. Okay, just checking. <laughs> See, you admitted it. Well, it lies dormant, but it never really goes away. And that's the thing, is with especially with men, men can often be carriers of it and never actually display symptoms, which is how it gets passed around. But in yeah. space- Hashtag HPV carrier. <laughs> you carry everything, but you don't show the symptoms. We have to live with the symptoms. But I'm like a apparently, purse. If you I go carry to... everything, but nothing useful. <laughs> nothing that anyone ever needs. Just a bunch of I random have herpes things. And this box of paper clips. That's always <laughs> on me. So when you go into space, it says that because the herpes virus takes up residence in nerve and immune cells, it's never really gone, and they can wake up. They get reactivated. So even if you, I, th- I think even if you are a carrier, maybe you didn't even know you had the herp, and then you decide I'm going to go up into space. A couple trips into space, suddenly you can't pee and it hurts. It might not be because of your sexual activity. It may just be that you already had the herp and it has been reignited by the moon. Can I say this, though? Is there a better... If you do have herpes and they're on your face, <laughs> is there a better job to have than being an astronaut? Where you get to because wear you have a giant... giant thing to cover it up? Like, yeah, I would say that or hazmat cl- or cl- yeah, crime cleanup right, or something. That, that seems to me like it, it's the greatest job. If you're someone that constantly has herpes, just go into the space program. Now you have a great <laughs> excuse, but also the giant... Ma- I mean, you got to be like your options are like bank robber. M- mascot. A college man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the fighting herps are back again. <laughs> well, Don't take off your mask. Don't do it. Uh, I, I I love, you, uh, a mascot that's half mascot, half herpes is way more intimidating than whatever alligator mask. I would have. run from yeah, a, ma- herpe- a uh, giant herpes mask. The, uh, the team won again. Why? Well, the other team quit, got on their bus, and went home. Well, listen, I love that in this scenario, too. Every person just has full blown face herpes full, activated well, all the time. Full blown all the time. Uh, as you know, I think stress brings out. I think does stress bring out. I know it brings out acne, but does that have anything to do with with uh, 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 herpes as well, or is it only re-entering the atmosphere? I th- well, <laughs> I think re-entering the atmosphere is number one. I think stress, everything's stress. Right. They say they do that for everything. They're like, oh, you gained ten pounds. Stress, stress. right? Stress. Yeah, right. you're, you're not, not sleeping. sleeping well, it's stress. Yeah, right. everything's stress. So I'm sure stress is part of it. But you I can think also, also lose weight because of stress. Yes. That's that's the reason stress is such a BS excuse because we all have stress in some way, shape, or form. And if you have stress, you can either gain a lot of weight or lose a lot of weight. Yeah, yeah, or stay exactly the same. Now, do you think if they're they're claiming, if you're just joining us, we're in a um, a very intellectual Heated conversation discussion of, uh, about space herpes, in case you're wondering why space herpes is trending, do you think that if you do one of those like amusement park rides where you drop really fast, or if you jump out of an airplane <laughs> and parachute, or if you bungee jump, like, well, is that also enough to trigger herpes, or is it only re-entering the atmosphere or deal- dealing with like zero Gs? I think it's just with dealing with zero Gs because your body is being exposed to completely different conditions from Earth. I think that free falling and stuff like that, but I don't know. I mean, if you're one of those people who skydives ten times a day. Maybe that could have an effect, especially with those uh, straps you have to put on. They go really up your crotch. Yeah, I would and those argue can really it's irritate. More things. More about the person you're strapped to. I mean, if you're going tandem, you can get get out of oh, that thing without herpes. It, you, you're, yeah. you're a vic- even if you hit the ground without your chute opening, you're still winning if you didn't get herpes. Right? <laughs> I mean, when I did my skydiving, I had to basically sit in the guy's lap. It was very. I mean, I feel bad for him. He probably has it now. Oh, poor guy probably retired right after that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were so close. You did 999 jumps. Why'd you retire before your thousandth? Well, this last girl. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she, she gave was me, a little too clammy for she my gave liking. Me, she gave me lap herpes. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. This has been a uh, fascinating and intelligent way to start our show today. But uh, fear not if you have space herpes. Uh, they will go away. The, all, the Apparently, there is a cure. It's on Jupiter. So all we have to do is get to <laughs> Jupiter, and uh, we will have that. Uh, space herpes, a uh, great way for us to start today's show. But it does not stop here. When we get back... Just the Tip Tuesday is waiting for us, and I believe today we're going to break down ways that you can survive the inevitable zombie apocalypse. It all starts with space herpes, then we turn into zombies, but how will we survive it so we can hang out together and continue to do this 
always high highbrow show on uh, Channel Q. We'll I tell think you. these are important discussions. These are for, listen. I really do. I guarantee you, whatever other show you used to listen to at this time was not having a discussion about space herpes followed by zombie apocalypse. Oh yeah, or they just glossed over it. I mean, we just did in depth space herpes talk. Nine minutes fifty seven <laughs> seconds were spent talking about space herpes, which is more we're than NASA start all over has spent again. on. All right. <laughs> We'll be back in a moment. If you missed it, download the podcast. This is the all-new Channel Q, a show called Drop the Subject. And based on everyone who's walking by in the hallways right now, they're ready for us to officially drop this subject. Even that guy over there. Hey, bumpy face, Steve. (laughs) Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. It's the all-new Channel Q. It's Drop the Subject. I'm Kevin. That's Allie. It's Tuesday, which means it's time for us to play Just the Tip Tuesday. That's right. We give you some tips. You listen to them. You live. You learn. You potentially laugh. But more importantly, your life gets a little bit better one Tuesday at a time. Tuesday is, I believe, scientifically the most depressing day of the week because the weekend is now a distant memory. But boy, the next weekend is far, far in the future, which is why people are usually in the uh, the worst possible mood they can be in on a Tuesday. We're going to change that, though, hopefully right now by giving you some useful, valuable, and potentially entertaining information that could save your life this time when the zombie apocalypse strikes. All right. The end is nigh. And these adventure skills... Well, speak in English. I've already lost you. What does that mean, the end is nigh? Did it happen already? It's we... near. It's oh, nigh. it's near. Okay. It's so nigh. Excuse it's me. It's much nigher than we ever thought. And uh, we're going to have... the weekend was nigh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically, there's uh, the zombie cop- apocalypse is coming, and you can use these skills that you, you know possibly use in your daily life to survive a little bit longer and of course we want all of our listeners to stay alive during the zombie apocalypse am i drunk i don't know what's happening well i would imagine yes the answer is you are drunk because (laughs) uh you're as you know yesterday if you were listening ali was fresh off a flight from vegas where she was still drunk for most of that show uh i think that sometimes well i think there's a real thing that happens i don't know if the uh, if the doctors can take a break from the space herpes and can focus on what i do believe is a thing and that is the 24-hour post-Vegas, uh, it, it's it's like you almost get, just like when you re-enter the atmosphere, the space herpes flares up. <laughs> right. I think Vegas flares up again about 24 hours upon your return, which ah. would be right about now for you. So I'm not surprised if you are drunk, it's potentially coursing through your veins again. Allie's going to be both uh, drunk and herpes-ridden by the end of the show. It's like one of those when you uh, work out. Like you smoke weed and then like yeah. a few weeks later you work out and then all of a sudden you're high again. Yeah, you get the runner's high, it's but like it's that. legitimate high because all of the I've THC got drunk. stays inside of your fat cells. And now that we've uh, admitted, Allie, that you're getting fatter I've again. I've got plenty of those you've now. You've got plenty of fat cells uh, <laughs> to uh, hold all, all your booze in. <laughs> all right. Tip number one. Turn up the heat. A fire will keep you warm, fed, and safe. Whether you're roughing it on the backcountry camping trip or wandering outside to evade the undead, learn how to start a fire without any matches or a lighter, and you will be far ahead of the rest of the world's survivors. Here's the thing. Uh, we have a little bit of time now. We don't know when the zombie apocalypse will strike. And maybe it won't be zombies, right? Maybe it'll be robots. Uh, maybe it will be uh, some sort of a super bug that takes us down. Maybe it'll be something like they had in that Bird Box movie. We're not exactly sure what it will be, but it will be something. <laughs> An invisible thing that makes us kill ourselves? Yeah, I didn't see the, the end worst. of it. Thanks for ruining it. No. Jesus. You did see it. Yeah, I know. That part was in the beginning anyway. But these are all skills, like we've always said before, that you need to master now so that when you need them, and, and knowing how to start a fire without matches, that's a that's a good survival skill to have regardless, right? Yeah, Even if you just want to uh, celebrate at a parade and you don't have a good float. You know, flaming barrel, that always means party. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you also... The, the the earth itself seems to be doing a great job of just starting fires by itself. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, there are a lot of wildfires around. I don't know how. I mean, it's so hard for us to start a fire without matches, but the world and the earth seem to do a great job. You got to use like glasses, I think, right? And then you it get says some a kindling. flint. A flint. I don't even know what a flint is, and a steel. A flint and steel set. Well, flint is like you. stone that you can use. Uh, you know, that's like what's on a lighter. If you use an old Zippo, there's like flint there. It's what helps make the spark. Oh, that little wick thing. So you need okay. to figure out how to spark, and then you need some kindling. Usually, like pine needles work well. I feel like that's one of the few end-of-world scenario skills I'd be pretty good at, which is starting the fire, because when I was younger, I was a bit of a pyro. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It says, or just carry like a lens or a magnifying glass around with you. All right. But I mean, come on. How hard would it be? 
with all the legalization of weed, right? How far, how hard would it be to really find a lighter? I mean, I carry lighters. I'm not a smoker. I have lighters. I have three lighters in my pocket right now. I don't know, but I feel like it's like a pen where every time you need one, you can't find one, right, but they're you just everywhere. It to someone. Yes, exactly. But I never know which band I'm going to need to go into an encore, so I always keep lighters in my pocket just in case. <laughs> All right, drink wisely. Nobody wants to fight off a stomach bug in the middle of the apocalypse, so you got to boil your water. Uh, the CDC recommends boiling your water for one minute or three minutes if you're above 6,000 feet in elevation. Waterborne illnesses are also a big problem in zombie apocalypse situations, and any adventurer worth their salt knows the dangers of catching one. So avoid the hazard by understanding the guidelines ahead of time and sticking to them. So make sure, obviously, that you... Don't drink your pee. Filtration is a big thing. And a, and a lot of people don't know how to do that stuff. Filter their own pee or, or filter water in general. Well, there was this emergency straw that was, uh, I remember, I think it was one of the survival kits I had. And the idea was you could basically take the straw, put it in any water. Yeah, I have that. You have the emergency straw? Yeah, but it's a it's like a thick tube. Well, you're going to get straw shamed because of the way the world is <laughs> It now. is plastic, actually. Good luck using the emergency straw without someone going like, think of the tortoises. And the zombies are like, hey. <laughs> That's not <laughs> Zombies are like eating brain. They're like, hey, show a little, uh, show a little Come respect. on, you have metal? What are you, not Jesus. a human? Come on, it's going to end up in my stomach. <laughs> All right. Number three, get down and dirty. Foraging. You got to learn how to do it. An experienced forager will have a huge leg up in zombie apocalypse uh, conditions um, because you know just how much the earth can provide. Understanding which plants can kill you, which ones will keep you alive. It could mean the difference between surviving the slow destruction of society as we know it and succumbing to the perils of its downfall. So I real- get a guidebook on like flora and fauna. And I realize what a dummy I am uh, now that I have a kid and she asked me a lot of questions and there's these berries that grow on some bush by, by where we live. And I'm, I don't know if they're poisonous. I just assume they're poisonous. Like when she went and put one in her mouth, I was like, no, no, they're poisonous. She's like, how do you know they're poisonous, daddy? And I'm like, damn it, she's got me. I don't know. <laughs> damn it. I don't know anything about don't bigs know and anything, But I assume like for her young brain, she's thinking, how is it that some berries I can sit and eat at the kitchen table and then this one I can pick off this plant here and eat are poisonous? And I don't know the answer to that question. I just assume if they're free and they're growing on a bush near me, they must be poisonous because if they weren't, someone would have picked them all. Yeah. If they were strawberries, they wouldn't be there because they would have been eaten. And animals, I feel like, are the best... If yeah, you, they know. Yeah, the they just know, know without but, even having to be taught. Well, I'm sure they learned the the hard way. Like, like all of a sudden, Bambi didn't come home, and they're like, "Oh, she ate some of those free berries," and then Bambi's dead, and they're like, "Oh, let's not eat those berries." So, that's how I assume. I always say, look to the animals. You know, on this show, one of our favorite things to do here on uh, Drop the Subject is learn from the animals, and I think that's a great example. Even though animal testing also not cool. Yeah. Uh, if you're if animal it's end observing of, end of the world and you're like, hmm, hey, why don't you eat some of these leaves and we'll see what happens? And the animal's cool, then maybe you can eat them too. Then you eat them too, and then you kill the animal for food. Then you're going to be shamed <laughs> for using this plastic survival straw and for testing on animals. <laughs> so let's just say the end of the world. Even if you make it that far, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be unhappy. Still about shaming you. you. Still shaming you on Twitter. <laughs> All right, learn to catch your own dinner. This is all fishing-based. If you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he'll eat the, until the water supply is so polluted by the zombie virus that all the fish become inedible. Wow, okay, that took a turn. Uh, basically, you need to learn how to fish, and you need to learn how to do it well in order to survive. I mean, you're not always going to have bambi around to kill and eat or the twigs and berries you might be in a situation where all you have access to is a river and you got to learn how to catch your food so it's important also if the zombie that's coming after you is a pescatarian it'd be great if you could give them the offerings of a fish instead of your brain (laughs) right if you're like well you could eat me zombie but then again you wouldn't be able to brag that you're a pescatarian but this is high in (laughs) omega-3s so take this huh uh i you know, do you I, ever fish? You don't know how to fish. Uh, do I have you? fished before, but when I fished, it was never like the natural way. It was always like a lake that was stocked with fish for idiots oh, to fish in. Oh, you were in the cheating situation. Yeah, yeah, so I've never actually done it like real deal fishing. You've gone just um, to fish farms. Yeah, fish farm. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Farm raise? Isn't that what people get excited about? Farm uh, raise? No, people want wild caught. Ah, farm it. raise is when they put all those chemicals in them. Well, I've, and then people again, like you catch them and eat them. Wrong again. I was wrong again. <laughs> My dad taught me how to fish, and I am not very good at it. Which so. one of your dads? Uh, dad number one. Oh, the real dad. Yeah, yeah. He took me camping and the taught OD. me how to fish and all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I don't really catch anything ever. Uh, I get made fun of every single time we go camping because I try to fish and I bring out my little crappy tackle box. And then oh, I you caught herpes, and... no problem. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know bait. All right. Be a good housekeeper. This is all about campsite care. Uh, 
maybe even a floating tent. Zombies don't sleep, so you're going to have to find a safe place to rest your eyes at night. Alternative arrangements like uh, finding a place to put your tent that's not on the ground, maybe even sleeping in a tree or something like that, Mm. uh, will help you keep yourself out of harm's way when you recharge. And just knowing a lot about backcountry... Um, carefully setting up and cleaning your campsite to avoid attracting wildlife. Um, you know, there's nothing wilder than the undead, of course, but avoiding other animals and things like that. Uh, not camping in the path of unwelcome creatures will definitely help you survive for a longer period yeah, of time. Yeah, but just my luck, I'd have some sweet setup in a tree, and I'd be like living the high life. Pun like intended. A tree full of deadly spiders. And then, oh, and then I would just like fall out and like snap my neck, or like you know, just be like, ah, oh, damn it, like you know, because. I think of how many times, you know, in my actual bed now, getting out in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I'm, I trip, I fall, I stumble. You don't have that luxury when you're, you know, up in a tree. No, I, I thought that about uh, those guys that climbed the dawn wall and they slept oh, on the yeah. side of that mountain. I was like, God, you make one wrong move. Yeah, that's it. But I guess you know Just that like lean over in. to scratch something and I you're ga- dead. I guess you can kind of understand and accept the fact that in the zombie apocalypse you're just not going to be getting a lot of great nights of sleep like i don't think there's going to be a lot of like oh man i'm so rested right now i only got six hours last night (laughs) uh all right getting your barons and learning how to read maps that's very important building up your endurance through trail running so when you're out of weapons and at the end of your survival rope you will have only one option left and that is to run so while you're in this zombie apocalypse situation you need to not just be surviving you also need to be training you should be long distance running every single day to make sure that at the end of the road when you have nothing else you can book it and outrun a zombie here's the thing in and a lot of what you have said, reading maps, finding our own food, that's all stuff that was in our DNA from our great, 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 great ancestors, right? We knew how to do all that stuff. Now we have forgotten all of those skills or unlearned them because it's, you know, now I can go ahead and download an app and they'll bring me food. And if yep. I need a map, I just say, hey, Google, take me wherever. And she gives me directions. And in the zombie apocalypse, we don't have any of those things anymore. So, so all these weird backpacking weirdos yeah, are going to be the ones that survive. That's right. So maybe we don't call them backpacking weirdos <laughs> so that they help us out when we need them. Uh, uh, once again, that was Allie who said the term backpacking weirdo. <laughs> I, uh, I consider you to be uh, very outdoorsy and helpful. Hey, you know, I am actually a hiking lesbian, so I could probably help you out in a zombie apocalypse situation. It's redundant to say hiking lesbian. <laughs> we all know what that is. Okay. Uh, we're in the middle of Just the Tip Tuesdays here on Drop the Subject. Got time for one more. These are tips that hopefully will keep you alive during the impending zombie apocalypse. May not happen for another couple of years, but you'll say, hey. That Channel Q, uh, they uh, they had me prepared well in advance. I'm so glad I learned how to uh, read a map again. <laughs> yes, I'm glad I'm versed in topography. Uh, all right, finally, being well uh, skilled in archery. Oh, this is another. God. I thought you were going to say being well hung. I was like, <laughs> damn it, I'm out. I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to seduce the well, zombies. Well, now we're both dead. <laughs> no, Allie's actually You think the shock- zombie's just going to be like, whoa. Allie is shockingly well hung for a woman. Uh, this is another sport that a lot of people probably get made fun of for being obsessed with archery. Uh, but mastering a bow, it might seem like a long dead summer camp activity, but there are a lot of people around the world who continue to use the tool for hunting and wildlife management. So in a zombie apocalypse situation, those people, people who are bow hunting and things like that, those are the ones that are going to be able to kill for food and and help you out or, or get a zombie right in the middle of the forehead or something like that. Daryl from The Walking Dead has taught me that uh, I must get great with a crossbow. I need to figure that out. I know I saw some video of you over the weekend when you were in Vegas throwing um, throwing uh, axes. Uh, axes. Yeah, I sucked at it. Yeah, you were really bad. So I was ho- real bad. Hopefully, um, that will not be your weapon of choice. Or I guess I should speak on behalf of the zombies. Hopefully, that will be your weapon of choice because, boy. <laughs> Why are you siding with the damn zombies? I've decided when it comes to you, I'm with the zombies. So. Oh, good. It's that lesbian with the axe. We're uh, fine. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Don't worry about her. Uh, oh, I heard you got the herpes. Ah, run, run. <laughs> run. All right, it is the all-new Channel Q. It's a show called Drop the Subject. Uh, we've just now saved your life for the zombie apocalypse. For whenever it happens, we'll be back in a moment with more goodness and uh, some mediocreness as well on the all-new Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject. Give us a call. Don't be a stranger. 833-77-CALL-Q. More after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Yay, the all new Channel Q. It's good to be with you. Of course, the show is called uh, Drop the Subject. Allie right there. Gay lady. Kevin right here. Straight guy. 
And you are who you are. Thanks for calling us uh, whenever you want to. 833-77-CALL-Q. We get a lot of phone calls as a result of the fact that we're on now in a bunch of different cities. And maybe you're listening to us on the radio.com app. And some of the calls are intended to come to us. And, of course, every once in a while, we get a call that is not supposed to come to us. But that doesn't mean we still can't have fun with the person on the other end. But that doesn't mean we can't have fun with the person on the other end of the phone, um, like this person who thought they were calling a different radio station. Drop the subject. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello. Who's this? This is Tiana. Tiana, you're on the air. What's up? I'm fine. yourself? I'm all right. What can we do for you? Well, I'm calling because I really, 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 really want to go to the best in class. What do you want to go to? The best of the best. You calling for best of the best tickets? Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah, I'm listening. We got some good news for you. What? <laughs> Take a guess. I'm going to see best of the best. You're going to the best of the best. Best of the best. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. So perfect because my birthday is in the same month. And I love all those artists. Like, I love reggae music. So, What are the odds that you would have a birthday in the same month? And it's also Memorial Weekend. One in 12, And actually. all of my friends are graduating, so it's like, it's wonderful. Hey, what radio station is lighting your world on fire? Oh, 105! 105 what? The Beat! 105 The Beat! I'm sorry, I can't hear you. I'm at work. Can you hear me now? We got you. Okay, 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 because the phone, the work phone is going in and out. We got you, girl. Yeah, the signal is like, it's going in and out. I have no idea why. We got to get your information quickly so we can get you tickets. Okay, um, quickly. no problem. Um, Spout out your personal information now. Go. Okay, so my name is Tiana Martin. My number is 340-3607. Um, what else do you need? Do you need like a mailing address or something? Zip code, quickly. Apartment 107, Miami, Florida, 330 I think that's it. I don't know what else you guys need. What's your favorite radio station? 105 The Beat. 105 The Beat. And where do you bank? And where do I bank? What is your bank of choice? Oh, the bank that I um, the bank that I bank with is Chase. All right. Give us your favorite routing number. Oh gosh, I gotta find it. Oh. Mmm, my favorite running number. Go ahead. Mmm, my favorite running number. Okay, five, six, two, four, six, nine, eleven, thirteen. And what's the last four of your social? Seventy-seven, twenty-four. And what's your favorite radio station? One oh five. And give us your date of birth. 0514-1993. <laughs> and what is your email password? My email password is um, M, uh, capital M-R-S-M-A-R-T-I-N-19. And before we say goodbye to you, why don't you tell them what your mother's maiden name is? My mom and his name is Hetty, H-E-T-T-Y. All right. I think that's all we need. Thank you, guys. No, no thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Tiana's going to go shopping. Oh, God. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. And just like that, we're back in your ear holes. It's the all-new Channel Q, a show called Drop the Subject. That is Allie. This is Kevin. And you are you. Thanks for giving us a shout. Feel free to call us, even without your personal information, at 833-77-CALL-Q. Uh, it's time for us to figure out what exactly is going on in the world, things you may need to know about to get through your day. This is News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents... News it or lose it. All right. Headline number one, Kevin. Firefest merch to be auctioned off to pay back victims of scam. You want to buy some old sad looking sandwiches? Um, I like that gay guy in the Firefest documentary. Did you watch <laughs> it yet or no? 
I watched the Hulu one. I haven't watched the net- Netflix okay. one. Watch the Netflix one because you're going to be a big fan of this oh, guy. Oh, that guy. The guy who, He's yes. the breakout star of Firefest. <laughs> and uh, Don't say breakout. We've been talking about it here. <laughs> and he, um, I don't want to give it away, but he offered to do something that was shocking to get a truckload <laughs> of water to the festival. And it's worth watching. So Just, is that guy being auctioned off? Uh, he's not being auctioned <laughs> off. But let's news that story. I'm interested in all things Firefest still. I know I shouldn't be, but I kind of am. So let's news it. As am I. Taco Bell hot sauce saves another life. Huh. <laughs> I know you want me to lose that. But we I'm, can news it if you want. I'm kind of interested in fast food condiments saving lives. This actually, this story is actually pretty All right, all right, let's, <clears throat> we yeah, can let's it. news it. Let's news it. All right, Mama June arrested for crack? Lose it. <laughs> Not as interested in anything Mama June related. I do like crack stories, but I'm going to say let's lose it. Yeah, uh, I guess now we know how she lost all that weight. Okay. Mar- ah, the greatest diet ever. Crack. <laughs> crack. Am I right? And it's good a business for dentists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love it. They love it. <laughs> dentists clean up with crackheads. Four, four out of five dentists recommend crack. Okay. March Madness expected to generate $8.5 billion in bets. Oh, man. I, I know you want me to lose it. I kind of want to news it, but... That is pretty we much can do the a story. That. Everyone's gambling right now. Get your brackets in. Uh, Allie, I think tomorrow is going to break down what she believes to be the gayest mascots of all of the college teams participating <laughs> in March Madness. So I'm excited for that. But let's go ahead and lose that for today. Okay. And then finally, listeners of Channel Q have a chance to win a flyaway to New York Pride. And here's how you can enter to win. I say lose it. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not one of the stories? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. you have to, we have to news this. All right, well, Legally, cl- we have to. Listen closely because <laughs> you could get yourself a vacation. So if you go over to wearechannelq.radio.com, you can enter to win a chance for a flyaway trip for two people to New York City Pride. This is brought to you by Schofferhofer Grapefruit and Pomegranate. They are celebrating Pride and they want to celebrate with you. So unleash your pride. Go to the website. The trip includes $1,000 in Delta Airlines vouchers, which is good amount and a four-night hotel stay in the new york city area and uh, new york pride is on june 27th through uh, june 30th it's a national contest you have to be 21 to enter and you have to be 21 to win so just go to wearechannelq.radio.com and uh just click on the tab there and you will be able to enter that way i think if you don't enter you're foolish because you could end up in new york city for pride dancing topless on a float in short shorts with a hotel stay and there's pomegranate involved <laughs> doesn't get any gayer nope. be back in a moment we'll get to the stories we said we would news we'll never mention the ones we said we would lose ever again and we will get into our next hour of goodness right here on the all-new channel q this is drop the subject drop the subject we'll be right back drop the subject All right, the good stuff begins now. Everything we did the last hour, forget it. Garbage. Take it out of your memory. Smoke enough weed until you forget about it. Unless, unless of course, you're listening in a place where weed's not legalized yet, in which case, uh, stay away or, you know, uh, proceed with caution. Or, like, medically. That is Allie right there. My name is Kevin. This is Drop the Subject, everyone's favorite or potentially least favorite show on the all-new Channel Q. That is a gay lady. I'm a straight man. We uh, have known each other for, God, it seems like forever, but that's just because time flies when you're having fun, and, boy, does it seem like we've known each other for a very, very long time, very long, slow-moving time. Doesn't Would it? you say that we are soulmates? No. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> would never use that phrase. I would never even that would never even enter my head. That's ridiculous. I, but do you think we knew each other in another life or something? I hope not. <laughs> this one's plenty. I wonder how we knew each other. What do you thought we we met at a Starbucks? No, I mean like in our other lives. Oh. Like maybe we lived in colonial times and you were my servant or something. I hope to other life Kevin that you never <laughs> have the opportunity to meet other life Allie. No, if you meet people in multiple lives, oh, it's because this is you your have witch to circle learn nonsense. No, you're well, no, to the it's table? not just witch circle stuff. Oh, it's Allie's just past life. A witch. No, I'm not. Oh, Christ, <laughs> you better be careful because I'll put a damn spell on you. Burn her, <laughs> burn her, I say. <laughs> Uh, but no, you can. Uh, if, if they say that, if you uh, are with, the, like, if you 
have had some of the same people in your life for multiple lifetimes, it's because you have to learn something from that person. So maybe I'm just coming back to haunt you and you have to learn something from your relationship with but me. But I've accepted you. I'm a fan of the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> what more do I need to learn? that's what you had to conquer. Is that all I had to learn? Because I'm in. I'm, no, uh, I think there's something else. Are you, are you, are you like not done until I go gay? Like once I turn gay? <laughs> I'll it, haunt you in every life. Is that when you earn your wings and you can leave me alone? Isn't that how it works? <laughs> that's when I get to advance to heaven, yes. Oh, well, Jesus Christ. Leave me be for Christ's sake. Uh, that's Ali. I'm Kevin. We somehow like each other. Oftentimes we argue, but hey, maybe it's fun for you to listen to. And if not, well, then you're probably listening to the wrong show right now. But for those of you that have joined us and are sending us very nice messages at DTS Show for Drop the Subject Show uh, on Twitter, Instagram, you can see what we look like if you so dare. And you can also call us with your own actual voice or voice box, depending on how uh, your cigarettes have been treating you. 833-77-CALL-Q if you want to get in touch with us. All right. The Fire Festival. It was a total disaster. I think everyone knows that. If you haven't seen one of the documentaries, you at least heard about it on social media when it happened a couple of years ago. It's become sort of, I mean, people are obsessed with it because it was so amazing that so many rich social media influencers touted this thing like it was going to be the best. And then they just went there in, in the middle of a hurricane with a bunch of cheese sandwiches and they were stuck on an island with, with really no accommodations. I think that well, it if wasn't they, even an island. That's the funny part. Yeah, it wasn't. It, you paid for an island, but you got a peninsula. <laughs> you got a peninsula. When you're you spending even, island you money. you got to hack off that last side if you're going to pay island money. Yeah, I mean, that's really nothing worse than that. You think island, and all of a sudden you're like, well, these people are driving to and fro, no bridge needed. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I think they, someone asked Ja Rule recently if they would try and do it again. And I think if they did Firefest 2.0, it actually would be a success just because everyone is so enamored with the, what a disaster it was in the first place mm-hmm. but what they're doing now is they have an assortment of real merchandise from Firefest, and they are auctioning it off to pay back the victims of the scam because you know kevin those social media influencers they are hurting yeah their oh, victims yeah. and all of this and some of these people had to take one or two pictures on instagram to try to uh, to cover their flight and a lot of them had to go you know went there for free you know because that was the whole deal it was trade-offs you take a picture we promote you send us here and now they've got to recoup that money i mean that's time they could have been making duck lips at a camera putting their <laughs> dog ears on with a digital filter and they have to earn that money back exactly so uh sweatshirts hats wristbands even Medallions. I didn't know that they had Firefest medallions, but uh, branded T-shirts and sweatpants. Of course, they were selling Firefest sweatpants. So all of that stuff you can now buy, and then you can be a weird fan of the Fire Festival, and they can uh, you can put this money towards a good cause, which is rich social media influencers. It, it's a it's a very limited edition purchase right because apparently they found two boxes of memorabilia like two boxes of swag that was going to be sold or merch as they call it and so now it's uh they're they're creating it's they're hoping to create a real supply demand for it where people are going to say i've got one of the official limited edition because they think you know historically people are going to look back as the you know this is the biggest disaster in 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 music festival history and as a result people are going to say well i've got one of the only authentic t-shirts there's been a lot of knockoffs, etc. But people really want to get their, at least they're hoping people are really going to want to get their hands on this Fire Festival merchandise. And uh, as I just a don't result, really want clothes. I want the sandwich. Well, the cheese sandwich, it's very easy to recreate that yourself. You just need to get Wonder Bread, American cheese, and voila, you can say that you've got the sandwich. But this is from the Fire Fest recipe. The thing I would want from everything I saw that happened there would be one of those uh, wet mattresses. Those wet mattresses yeah. looked awesome. <laughs> or those weird like those. bomb shelter like dome things. Yeah, those would be domes, pretty cool. The hurricane domes. I would have one of those in my backyard if that I had be, a backyard. That would be great. That could be a great place to do some meditation. Yeah. Uh, so when the sale wraps, the government will divvy up and distribute money to those investors and the ticket vendors that were stiffed by the fire Festival. So... I don't there know how it. to give you information on that, but you'll find it. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, no, that story I saw late in the day yesterday, and I was interested. I thought there would be a link I could click on to find out what auction, no. where the auction was. So maybe this is a scam. It, it, this could be a secondary <laughs> scam, and we're going to fall for He's it. He's doing it from prison. Damn it, I fell for it again. Just I ordered a sweatshirt. I got another cheese sandwich. They got me again. You damn you, Firefest. All right. Taco Bell's hot sauce is saving lives. Apparently, I had no idea that this was an actual thing. Uh, there was a few weeks ago, a story broke about a guy who survived only on Taco Bell hot sauce for five days. Yeah, I did see that story. We didn't talk about it in News or Lose It. I don't think we talked about it at all, but um, 
he had a bunch of packets of hot sauce in his car. And that's now, listen, would he have survived maybe without the hot sauce? Sure. Was that a better story? Better headline grabber? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that wasn't on the zombie apocalypse list. Should have been. Should have solved all the hot problems. Sauce. Forget about this fishing nonsense. Just <laughs> start hoarding Taco Bell hot sauce. What do you eat? Fish with no hot sauce? You animal? Gross. All right. So now another story just happened where an, a, a crash happened at a Taco Bell establishment. And... Uh, this this elderly man crashed through the front of a Taco Bell with his car. Hilarious. Hit it, hit, <laughs> this is in Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, shocker. You shocker have to say there. that. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and he hit the table where the hot sauce was. And the guy that had been, his life was saved because he had been getting hot sauce. Like he, he was, the, ta- the, the table that he was sitting at. He got up to get hot sauce right when the car went through. So his desire from hot for hot sauce saved his life. If he was sitting at his table eating his uh, Mexican pizza or Doritos Locos tacos, the car would have inevitably crushed him. But because he stood up to get more hot sauce, he was spared. Yes. So this is the second time now in like a month, a little over a month, that Taco Bell hot sauce has saved lives. Yeah. Which is why I always carry with me in my pocket right now packets from a variety of different fast food establishments <laughs> on the off chance you should see this tartar sauce i've been walking around for months it stinks but i, I don't know it could save tartar me sauce. i just decided i'm gonna grab packets and keep them with me oh. and people think it's weird and you get uh, that always, at long john silvers it's, it's also horrible when i forget to take them out of my pocket when i do laundry but um eventually these are going to come in handy so you're laughing now but uh, eventually when this chick-fil-a ranch dressing saves my yeah. life you won't be laughing at I mean, for this customer, it was like reverse final destination. Yeah, I wonder if he thinks that now... He's invincible. Like, like or, that movie, Unbreakable. Or that he's he was supposed to be... Like, that was his day to go. And, and because he got up to get some more sauce... Oh, he has survivor's guilt. <laughs> yeah, like he's going to have survivor's guilt now. Were any of the I should have died. I should have been killed by were, that old man. Were any of the Taco Bell hot sauces injured in this... Um, in no, this, I don't oh, think good. so. It just said that the police reported that the customer had left the area just seconds before in order to get hot sauce. I'm such an idiot because when I saw the headline, uh, hot sauce saved someone's, I assumed like a guy was like like dying, like taking his last breath and they're like, and they had to get his heart going like Pulp Fiction style and they just like threw some of the hottest sauce under his tongue and all of a sudden he gets he like, up and like, whoa! So of course it's not nearly that exciting when you actually break down the details, but still, a uh, hot sauce. He did save his life. A lifesaver, all right? Uh, the unsung hero in all of this is Taco Bell hot sauce. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for the news it or lose it portion of the show. We just news some stuff. Now you've been schooled on things going on in the actual world. Actually, if you think about it, both stories we covered, a fire theme, right? Fire, oh. fire fest, fire Sauce. Well, and Allie's a witch, so burn her. There's three fire things. Uh, it's a fire is, trifecta. That is perfect. We'll be back in a moment. This is the all new Channel Q. It is a show that is called Drop the Subject. More after this. If you want to be a stranger, go ahead and be a stranger. If you want to listen to us passively, you can do that or be interactive with us. Totally interactive, totally inclusive environment. 833 77 call Q. More with Allie right there, Kevin right here, and drop the subject after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. It's got a catchy ring to it, doesn't it? Some people coming on board. They said at first they weren't sure how they accepted the change, but now every morning they wake up and they say, how long until another drop the subject gets into my ear holes? Well, the answer is right Right now. now. It is drop the subject. That is Allie. I am Kevin, and you are listening to the all-new channel Q, radio, radio radio.com, et cetera. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for hanging out. Why don't you go ahead and tell a few more people that this station and this show exists excuse me I just burped right there was some, I was, got some acid reflux I there, was eating buddy? the tartar sauce during the break I forgot I had it in my pocket <laughs> it starts to save my life uh, tell me Allie on a 1 to 10 grossness scale how gross ten. well I haven't gotten there yet oh you're talking about the tartar sauce <laughs> yeah I um I carry chapstick with me. I try to carry chapstick with me on a semi-regular basis. But you know, the way that chapstick is, and I think it's a giant scam from the whole chapstick industry. It makes your lips more chapped. Well, there's that, but there's also the fact that the tubes are so losable, and they make them round on purpose, because if you drop them, they're going to roll away. You'll never see them again. And as a result, no one has ever made it through an entire tube of chapstick. They've usually used it five or six times, and then they lose it, and then they have to go into another tube, right? Yeah, That's and then usually- EOS made it even more complicated by making those. Th- those things are actually just the shape of a little sphere. Oh, the little balls. Yeah. Right? Those the, things, they're the- making it easier and easier for it to roll away from you, right? <laughs> I love that you think it's a conspiracy. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, the ch- 
chapstick industry, I guarantee you, is making 50 times more money than they should based on people that have lost or misplaced their chapstick. Well, it is like a lighter. It's not something you ever, like, getting to the end of a lighter, you never get to the end of a chapstick. Yeah, but no one would, people will use someone else's lighter all the time. If you have a lighter, someone, hey, got a lighter, got a lighter, you hand it around. Eventually. No one's using anyone else's chapstick. It's just well, not happening. for yourself. Well, that, well that, maybe that's why you're the one with herpes on the show. <laughs> so I, um, I've, I've had this tube of chapstick for a while, and I'm proud of myself because for me, it's like sunglasses, chapstick, things that I buy inevitably lose before they hit their prime, and then I'm angry, and I've got to get them again. Um, I had the cho- had chapstick. Yeah, the other this is day. Fascinating. No, it's gonna get, wait. Wait. Keep in mind the uh, the the question is how gross is this? I get in an Uber, and as I'm getting out of the Uber, I realize that I almost left my chapstick in the back seat. I'm getting out. I do that look. I go, oh, there it is. I almost left it there. Thank God, I grab it, apply it willy nilly throughout the course of the day into the next day. I get home. And I realize my chapstick was at home the whole time. <gasps> and I have now been using a not just mystery chapstick. Mystery, half used chapstick, the same exact brand. What are the odds? It was chapstick brand. <laughs> <laughs> One in a million. Uh, same um, flavor, wild cherry. What are the odds? Oh, and, wild cherry? That's yeah. a, that's different. I like to live on the edge. Uh, and so. Do they make your lips a little red? Well, I wanted something to go with my perfume I've been wearing. <laughs> So my, I, my other life mission is really coming true now of turning me into a, a yeah, woman. Yeah. So as I realize now that it was like an M night Shyamalan movie <laughs> when all of a sudden I realize, hold on, how can this be on my desk? It's in my pocket and I've been using it all day. And then I have a flashback to the Uber and I got out and I saw it. And I go, that's mine. And I grabbed it and started using it. And I want to know on a one to 10 scale, how gross that is that I've used now a complete now the person who left it there could have been could have been a good looking person could have been a, a, yeah or head. they could have been a person with mouth herp I, I really wish you wouldn't say that or they could have been I mean you know what people have disgusting dirty mouths I'd like to believe that it was Emily Rajaskowski's <laughs> chapstick but I also don't think she was probably in the backseat of an Uber pool <laughs> so it makes me think that I used a someone who was being very cost effective or yeah. maybe it was my uber driver who i couldn't tell if they had what their lips look like or not well i you're also assuming that this person is using it only on their lips oh god why would you <laughs> what does that even mean what, oh, oh. i don't know there's other places that, I, that need moisture so just wh- saying oh so I'm so, asking you now, in all seriousness, well, I'm already this completely d- disgusted, and I used, I immediately went and I actually used my toothbrush on my lips, which I'd never done before. My wife, my wife looked at me and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, she, she, "I said I'm washing my power washing my lips," and she goes, "Why?" And I go, "I've been using a stranger's chapstick." Said, Do you still it. have the chapstick? No, I, I I thought about I actually thought about going and getting it tested. Like a are you kidding me? Because I, you are so dramatic. But, You're gonna go get it tested. But then I decided I'm just gonna throw it in the trash can, which is what I ended up doing. Yeah, that's the cheaper option, I would say. But then I got confused as to which one was mine and which one was the one I found, so I ended up throwing them both. Oh, so that, what there, a waste of chapstick! There goes the end of my uh, my tube. Which you should have at least put them in another Uber. <laughs> Pay it forward. <laughs> yeah. So just left. I so um, my wife claims that she doesn't think it's that gross because she claims that she, her and her friends will share lipstick sometimes, and I'll yeah. say, yeah, but they're your friends. You know, this is a this could be anyone now. You don't know. This could be absolutely anyone. I've used now a complete stranger's chapstick. I am nauseated by. It. I told her it was a ten out of ten on the grossness scale. Oh, she said no. to me it was a five maximum. Yeah. Well, you're you're also. So what would you be more upset about if it was belonged to a man or a woman? And that's a great question. Uh, I don't I, I don't know if it would matter to me gender as much as what they What they were doing with their mouth. Yeah, right. Like what the, like if it was used by someone that was just performing this is my post fellatio chapstick. <laughs> Why would they have that? Oh, oh. I mean, you gotta rehydrate your lips. Why would they need that? It's so it's gross. Or before? Okay. Uh, so, I'd rather the before, <laughs> given the option. 
Um, well, the, it's only the first layer or two that really matter. I mean, if you were using it willy-nilly all night, chances are you only got that person's bacteria on your lips the first couple of applications. Then, But the wild cherry into- tastes good. I lick it, too, sometimes. <laughs> so I, I'm just asking you, as... as, as you know, Do you a, just sit there and you? Well, if I'm hungry and I don't yeah. have any tartar sauce on the ready, so my question in in the grossness scale of life, right? And yeah. I think we all know what the grossest thing is, right? Grossest is when you're, you're using licking a, a tray table. Well, yeah, germy wise, that's probably the grossest. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, you know, you're using a public bathroom and you get splash back, right? That's probably the grossest. Yeah. Um, so yeah. if that's the grossest, then where? If that's a ten out of ten. Where does the I, I would say on a scale of one to ten, if we're doing, I mean, like falling into a porta potty or getting the splash back, that is way more disgusting than what you did. I would say if we're going by that scale, I would agree with your wife, five max. Well, I hope the name of the person whose chapstick that belonged to is not five max, but. <laughs> Um, I, I'm about I, to go down on five Max. <laughs> <laughs> There's five different guys named Max in the back of one Uber. <laughs> she just goes through the whole Uber pool and goes, I'm going to leave this shaft here for some idiot. Well, that's, thank you. some sucker. Thanks for uh, not making me feel any better. That would be the sucker, actually, in yep. that scenario. <laughs> Thanks for not making me feel any better about it. Um, all right, so Ali I'm sorry. I have, well, I have a lot of chapstick if you need it. Tweet your thoughts. Aren't you a chapstick lesbian? Isn't that what you call I yourself? I am, yeah. I have copious amounts of chapstick. Uh, we gave your, it away in the goodie bags at our bachelor. I'm sure you did. Tweet your number to us uh, on the 1 to 10 grossness scale uh, at DTS show. Uh, is me using a stranger's chapstick from the back of an Uber a 1, a 5, a 10, or anywhere in between? Um, assuming I can survive a little bit longer. We'll be back in a moment uh, with more stuff and less germs, hopefully, after this on the all-new Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. How can today's show get any more educational? What a great question that no one is asking themselves. Uh, that is Ali right there. My name is Kevin. This is Drop the Subject on the all-new channel Q, radio, radio.com. Smart speakers, connected speakers. So many ways to listen. No excuse not to. Thanks for checking us out. You can find more about us on our personals, your Ali Johnson, the Kevin Klein, or find us together at DTS Show for Drop the Subject. You can even uh, find us at the station uh, website, I believe. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, there's a great opportunity for you to win a flyaway, go to New York City, and win yourself a little trip. Uh, that information is, uh, what's the website for that? That would be uh, wearechannelq.radio.com. So you can go there for information about that, and maybe somewhere there you'll find a picture of us as well. But in the meantime, uh, DTS Show is a good place to find us on both Twitter and Instagram and uh, MySpace. We're bringing that back in a big way. Um before we get out of here, and I know that we already learned about how to survive the zombie apocalypse and just the tip Tuesday, if you missed that, you may want to download the podcast. Uh, we do like to learn from the animals from time to time. The animals have been very helpful to us. And even though it is not cool to test on animals, it's very cool to learn from the animals. It is time for another exciting edition of Learning from the Animals right here on Drop the Subject. Well... There has always been a fascination with old species and how to revive them. For example, everyone wants to bring back the mastodon. Everyone talks about it. They're trying to, you know, put uh, something together in a petri dish to make the, mam- the woolly mammoth back bring back to life. So it should be it should go without saying that we are also trying to bring back old school lambs, and they're doing that by inseminating ewes. With old lamb sperm from 1968. What do you mean, inseminating me? You, you, use, e w e. Are you trying to say like the use, like no. the, the, the the two utes? They're inseminating use. Are you doing your my cousin Vinny thing again? <laughs> what? Are you doing your 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 dumb uh, your, your impression of uh, Marissa Tomei? Yeah, is that what you're doing? No. <laughs> uh, you're always looking for an excuse to bring that up. I um I did see. You know, it's funny because obviously we started the show talking about space herpes, which is uh, apparently uh, back in a big way. <laughs> not a good, not a good week to be an astronaut. Was it? A, I didn't know it was here to begin with, well, but it's back. It's back, uh, and we're going to wrap the show by learning from the animals. And in this particular case, you know, I did hear from an expert that they think dinosaurs they'll be able to get dinosaur parks up and running within five years, based on the technology we currently have. That could happen. And some people say it's a great idea. Some people say just watch any of the Jurassic parks to learn. It is a horrible idea. Let's not bring back dinosaurs, but it probably will happen. 
why are they wasting their time bringing back old sheep when we have perfectly good young sheep running around right now giving us wool, giving us uh, you know sheep's cheese and all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is that the way they did this, right, as you said, was they used old... How old was this sperm that they brought back? This is the world's oldest stored semen. <laughs> it's... From it's been frozen since 1968. It has been uh, stored in liquid nitrogen at negative 196 degrees Celsius, and uh, they have thawed some of the sperm and inseminated these ewes. And they have in uh, they have since produced 34 baby lambs that are uh, oh, delicious. If old you cook them all, imagine lambs. that. I I don't know how to answer your question because I don't understand why they're doing this. Maybe. Well, I think they want to prove that, uh, you know, just like uh, Hot Pockets, uh, sperm never goes bad when kept in a freezer. (laughs) I guess. I guess so. Uh, So they have these these lambs now, and I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. When we try to, we always try to get a valuable lesson when we learn from the animals. And in this particular case, right, it's like, what can we take from this? Other than the fact that they're using old sperm, but with young... Modern day use. Um, modern day ute, utes. Use. <laughs> Old sperm and modern day utes. Yeah. And uh, I think that this might have something to do with preserving old species, you know, like a lot of endangered species species end up going extinct and then they think it screws up the, the climate and the wildlife. Right, messes and up everything. The equilibrium all sudden, and all that stuff. Right, one so. animal hunted another animal, then that animal goes extinct. So now all of a sudden, an animal's got to go after humans or it's got to go after a different animal and it messes up kind of the way that things are. So, so that's all, what they're trying to do, I guess. There's all this thought about if we can keep a library or a Noah's Ark of sorts, a, a Noah's Ark of sperm, if you will, that is a boat I would hate to be on during the <laughs> Why are there two of each? There's, there's oh. Rough seas today. It's not a good day to be on the Noah's Why Ark of Sperm. Why aren't these being stored properly? But regardless, the concept is that no animal ever has to go extinct. And then people start questioning, are we all playing God, right? Is that... Will they it, have semen guarding the semen? Uh, they'll have real semen, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's an interesting question, Allie. Way to get poetic with it. But yes, I think semen will have to guard all the semen. Okay. Um, but the, the question is... Why did they? Why did somebody decide in 1968? I better save this sperm. Who was, was that person? Probably a warm summer. They wanted to make themselves a nice cold popsicle treat. <laughs> Not as many options back then. Oh, I left the lamb sperm in the freezer. <laughs> oh, whatever. We'll just keep it. Do you have any boysenberry? No. Okay. Well, what's what do we have? Oh, we got all this extra lamb sperm. Ah, freeze it up. Put a popsicle stick in it. What a treat. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Do you think that? The concept of saving species makes a lot of sense. I get all that. But then on the flip side is, are we potentially setting up for our own demise, Which, in which case I'm glad that we learned all these survival skills earlier in the show today, because if it would argue nature's way is that survival of the fittest, et cetera, some species die out and we're saving them and we're, we got these giant freezers full of lamb sperm, mm. are we doing, it's a great name for a Middle Eastern restaurant, by the way. <laughs> Lamp sperm? Lamp sperm. They would do well. <laughs> but do you think we're, we're overreaching our... Well, I think there's something to be said for why do we screw up the, nat- the natural progression of the, the, the world itself. Like, dinosaurs went extinct. We weren't around when the dinosaurs got extinct. That was just part of the Earth's uh, li- lifespan. And so if, there, if this little lamb needs to go extinct... That's the way the world works, lamb. We're not we don't need to save you. Why do we need to save little lamb and we already have plenty of lambs. It's not like lambs are going out of it's not like they're endangered, I don't think. Well, listen. Let me ask you this. What if you're a species? All right, you're gay, Allie, right? You're a gay lady. True. You you can have a baby. Sure, there's lots of ways. Using science, you can have a baby. You can be impregnated. You can adopt. But Are you, you suggesting not... I use this lamp sperm? I'm, not, I'm about to get there. Don't jump the gun on this. Let's just say I know a guy. Who knows a lamb. I know a guy who knows a lamb all right, and has a freezer. We can make it happen. But in all seriousness, you could not get impregnated by your wife based on the way that the world works. So let's say you're a species and you decide... I'm a, I'm a man lamb. I'm a boy lamb. I like other boy lambs, but you know what? There's a lot of pressure on me to reproduce, to keep our species going. And we don't know the way they're speaking to each other because all we hear is, bah, bah. <laughs> but maybe they're saying things like, maybe right. it's a, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, may, yeah, who knows what they're saying. If you know that 
your species will live on because science can figure out a way to do it. And there's no pressure on you to get impregnated or to, or to impregnate. You can be, do, be your best, be ah. your best self. I, <laughs> I see what you're saying. So us freezing the lamb sperm is allowing the lambs to live out who they, what their true identity is and not feel pressure to, uh, right. to procreate. Yeah, I, I mean, like that. Yeah. So, so th- that, the argument people make, the the biggest argument that people make that you know the, the loud outspoken homophobes that i truly can't stand is they go you know if it was supposed to be you know adam and adam and adam or what adam and steve and not adam and eve then why why can't they make a baby and and that's usually the argument they always go to they're right they're smart <laughs> who's smart the people that don't make babies. Well, that's right. As someone who has two babies, you're absolutely right. They are way yeah. smarter. Yeah, this is definitely the better option, Kevin. So I, I, I'm not saying there will ever be a giant arc full of sperm floating on the uh, floating on the ocean, but if there is, you better believe. I hope there's no storm. You learned about it first here. What is the one thing, Allie, that we can learn from the animals in this particular case? Uh, I think that old sperm is still good sperm. Um, I think the one thing we can take from all of this is that. Uh, Spermsicles are a great summer treat. <laughs> Thank you for teaching us animals. We appreciate it. We'll be back and wrap up the show with something that has nothing to do with sperm after this. Egg talk. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Channel Q, or as someone pointed out just a few moments ago on our Twitter, Channel U. <laughs> Thank you for working in the name of a baby sheep or a baby uh, lamb into our discussion. That was so topical, so punny, and we appreciate the interaction as always in this totally interactive, totally inclusive environment. 83377-CALL-Q is the number. Unfortunately, it does you no good right now because we're about to get out of here, but not before Allie reminds you of this. Yes. That you could win a flyaway to New York Pride thanks to Channel Q. All you have to do is head to wearechannelq.radio.com and you can enter to win a flyaway trip for two people to New York City Pride. Wouldn't that be a blast? The trip includes $1,000 in Delta Airlines vouchers, a four-night hotel stay in the New York City area. I'd imagine you don't even need to cross a bridge to get to Pride. New York Pride is... June 27th through the 30th. This is a national contest. You got to be 21 to enter. You got to be 21 to win. But it is you and a friend who could be flying away to New York thanks to Schaffer Hoffer Grapefruit and Pomegranate. They are helping us celebrate pride. So unleash your pride. Go to wearechannelq.radio.com and enter to win. All right. Thank you for your time today. We'll be back and do it again tomorrow, except tomorrow we'll do it even better. At least that's the goal. Uh, in the meantime, that is Allie right there. My name is Kevin. This show is called Drop the Subject. The subject is now officially dropped. Until tomorrow, we say bye. Curious.